passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. War Eagle, everybody. Welcome back. It's time for another episode of Believe in Everything Auburn with your hosts, Jason Campbell and yours truly, Taylor Davis. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Hope you are having a fantastic week. March Madness is officially upon us. So this is a very exciting week in the world of sports and in the world of Auburn athletics as the Tigers continue their postseason journey. So, of course, We're going to talk all about that. We'll give you a little taste of our brackets, how they're shaping up our picks for March Madness, uh, and get you updated on the football program as well, who has officially begun their spring practice. So it's going to be a great episode. We're glad that you have joined us, but we'll start it off the way we always do with a word from our sponsor, Bet Online. Like I just said, it is that time of year as college basketball takes center stage and the tournament is finally upon us. So if you're looking to wager this year, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with great contests, including the bracket contest, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You just have to use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Oh my goodness, Jay Cam. How we doing? How we feeling? Tell me everything. What's up, world? (laughs) This is your boy, Jay Cam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i love that that's always how you start what up world <laughs> you know spring is here well not here officially not yet but yeah. you know based off the Try. weather some days we get hit with some spring days some days we get hit with some winter days and you know right now we're getting hit with some rain so yeah. allergy season is about to pick up oh, and God. i just hope that mine is under control this year allergies really didn't hit me taylor until i was 37 really before that, before that i knew nothing about allergies oh and my Whatever happened when I turned 37, <laughs> like, I have to take an allergy pill. Uh, yeah. yeah, for, for this, type of the, this time of the year. But other than that, no complaints. Uh, gearing up for Auburn football. This is spring. Everyone's intrigued about who's going to be the quarterback, uh, who's going to be the receivers. Um, you know, we just finished pro day. So we've got a lot of things that are happening in the springtime. And the biggest of them all, it's our basketball team is headed to the NCAA tournament. So... Oh. You know, what a way to start off with a bang and um, and we'll see what happens. Hopefully it'll be as exciting of a run as we had a few years back. It certainly makes the tournament 
super exciting to uh, have a team in there that you're pulling for as hard as we will be pulling for our Tigers. But um, yes, yeah, spring is definitely here. Daylight savings change happened this past weekend, which in the moment is so annoying that you just like completely lose an hour in the middle of a Saturday. I've seen so much stuff on social media of people being like, why can't this happen at like noon on a Monday? You know, like if we have to lose an hour, do it to me at a time that I don't mind losing it. Not in the middle of my weekend, but I love this time change. The days are longer. We're going to get to warmer weather. Good times ahead. Winter can go away. So anyway, with that starts uh, the wild world of the NCAA tournament and March Madness, which always sets up to be an incredible start to spring. So Jay and I, we've already been talking about it a little bit before we started recording our expectations, our thoughts, our hopes for Auburn in this tournament uh, and our picks for who's going to win it all. So we're going to talk about that, but we'll start with football the way we always do, because like we've both mentioned, spring football has officially begun the first of 15 practices that will culminate with a day on April 9th. And, uh, you know, keep in mind, there isn't a ton of media allowance during spring games. I think they allow like a 20 minute period to be covered at, at these practices and brief interviews. So we won't know a ton, but what is put out there, we will certainly talk about on the show uh, so that you guys don't have to go digging for it. You can just come to us and we'll let you know what's up. So obviously a few key positions that are the focal point for everybody following Auburn football right now. Um, and that's of course, QB wide receiver line, and a couple positions on the defensive side that saw substantial turnover and, uh, and and guys moving on. So coming out of the first spring practice in terms of the wide receiver position, obviously, most notably is the return of Javarius Johnson. If you forgot, he entered his name in the transfer portal in January, but then he withdrew his name and is officially back with the team. He is participating in spring ball. So any confusion that was associated with him potentially transferring can be put to rest and he's he's back with the team. That means there are six scholarship receivers practicing um, in spring ball right now. So definitely uh, provides an opportunity for new guys to step up, maybe some names under the radar to rise to the surface. A name that Harson acknowledged to the media this week was Shedrick Jackson. So the two of those really expected to be the pillars of that room, but definitely room for others to step up. And then on the offensive line, Austin Troxel was initially getting first reps over Killian Zerer, Zerer, I don't know how to say his name, at left tackle, but he's receiving a lot of positive reviews right now as well. So could be some movement on that offensive line. Most notably, Jeremiah Wright is back on the offensive line. That's where he started his college career. Um, but last season, he was going to be moved to the defensive line before tearing his ACL preseason. So he's kind of been a, a bit of a a non-factor in a way for the offensive line barring injury but also because he was initially supposed to be changing position changing sides last year but uh so far he is back on the offensive line so could be interesting to see that development keep an eye on the offensive side there will certainly be some shuffling there we're going to get into the qbs in just a second but Obviously, Jay, you and I have talked about the need at the wide receiver position, uh, potential for some movement on the offensive line. How uh, how imperative is it for those two positions to take shape earlier than later, especially 
you know, considering the quarterback position is probably going to be in flux up until season. It feels like those two position groups are ones that really have to lock in early and often. Most definitely. When you talk about the offensive line or defensive line, these are the, this is where the games are really won yeah. in the trenches. And, you know, from a defensive standpoint, they always talk about, you know, being able to stop the run. You, you mm-hmm. can't allow uh, rushing yards uh, of over 100 yards per game. You want to hold teams, opponents to under that because if people get the rushing attack going on you, then that's when play action comes in. And that's when it's hard to defend because you want to make football teams one-dimensional. So mm-hmm. you can pin your ears back and kind of get out the quarterback, create turnovers, get sacks. And that's why the defensive line is so important. And, you know, Auburn does have some depth there this year with guys coming back and, and everything. So that bodes well for them. Now, offensive line, yes, we had three guys that could have left uh, after their senior season, but decided to take that sixth year that was offered by COVID, mm-hmm. came back for another year. And I think that bodes well for us because we didn't really hit it hard in the recruiting area as far as getting the offensive line this year. Right. Um, you know, so that's an, that's an aspect that, that's an aspect that, that, you know, you can't control. But right now, getting those guys back probably was our biggest recruits. Why? Yeah. Because they have the experience. They played through a whole year. Uh, and now we want to see it all be pieced together. And when you're talking about not understanding who your quarterback is going to be just yet, you have to make sure that whoever it is, that our offensive line is intact. Because one thing I know that we have to do, regardless, we got to run the football. We got yeah. two really good running backs. You got Tank, you got Hunter. Uh, so that bodes well for us, and that takes a lot of pressure off who's ever playing quarterback. We just need the solid. We just need the right guy back there to make the right decisions uh, for us and moving in big games. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that there still is such confidence on the defensive side of the ball. You know, that's really been the culture that's been built uh, for Auburn football, such strength and reliability defensively that, you know, that trickles into the next year. You don't necessarily have to deal with the complete upheaval year after year. Those pieces have really been there. And obviously you've got a guy like Derek Hall, who's going to be leading the way on that side. Uh, He actually has gotten some, some praise from coach Harson who spoke with the media already Derek Hall, as well as Iku Leota off the edge, but keep in mind, there are just three scholarship players on the edge right now. So Definitely wouldn't be surprised to see guys poached from other positions and have them start getting reps on the edge, because obviously that's a a key piece in, you know, facing these SEC offenses that we face. And you've got guys like Hall and and Leota who are impressing early and have leadership ability, but you've got to have more depth there. So I think that that's probably a position that you keep an eye on as spring continues, but then quarterback wise, which is what everyone wants to talk about. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that, you look to spring ball and and you try and get clues. You know what I mean? Because it's not necessarily black and white, cut and dry, exactly what you're going to see on the field come fall. And then you add in the fact that media is allowed very little. So you try and decipher and, and read between the lines and get clues with this thing. But I caution everyone to do that with this quarterback situation because I don't necessarily feel like it, things are, are going to take shape here in spring mostly because of Calzada's injury that he's coming off of. He had off-season shoulder surgery, so he's wearing yellow at spring, and he is essentially getting fifth reps right now because he's so limited. But if you know anything about anything, everyone is saying that he's he's one that's really going to challenge for that starting role, but he's going to be substantially limited in spring. So I don't know that you read in 
to the order of reps, first team, second team, all of that here at spring in terms of how that translates to where the quarterbacks are, are ranking right now. I think if anything, it has more to do with experience and understanding right now, because from what came out the first practice, TJ was getting first reps with Tank Bigsby. If you look at it with QB paired with, with running back, it was TJ handing off to Tank. Then it was actually Demetrius Davis at second, handing off to Jarquez Hunter, um, followed by Robbie Ashford, then Holden Garner, and then Zach Calzada. A lot of that because because of him being so limited. And when Harson was asked about that, obviously, you know, is this order indicative of, of where they are in your mind and all of that? He said that it, basically what I just said, it, this is not going to show itself as quickly as people want it to. He said, we're looking at every single thing. Everything is on film. These guys, their life is a documentary right now. We're going to watch every single thing they do through the first scrimmage. So the first seven practices, they're going to split reps. Some guys are going to get a little bit more some days, just like TJ got more reps today. So I feel like even that order of things that we're seeing from that practice, it could change as spring ball goes. I don't think it's indicative of where these coaches are viewing them in terms of ranking. I think it's just the reality of the situation that they've got with these five guys right now. Well, you talk about Auburn football right now. You talk about the quarterback position. It's one thing is availability is the best ability. Right. And right and with and with Zakata, we won't we really won't know a lot until he's available. Yeah. So, you know, right now he's he's basically just taking reps just to kind of get his feet wet, but mm-hmm. you're not gonna see a, a full force opportunity for him during the spring. And when you talk about, you know, TJ going first and you know, Demetrius second and Robbie third and Garner fourth, like that's typically how everybody had always starts off. You have to start off with the guy that kind of left the season the year before mm-hmm. going first. And then you just kind of trickle down because you have to say in order for someone to lose their job, you have to give them the opportunity first to say that they earned the job or they didn't, or they it's time to move on. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is just going to be a situation. And I tell everybody, if you, if you watch the bachelor, uh, this this is pretty much what the Auburn quarterback situation is right now. Like, where you're everybody's dating the quarterback situation. Yeah. And Auburn's trying to figure out at the end which one are they going to choose to marry. Yeah. So right yep. now this is just a, a whole dating process, and like you said, this can go on for three months. And once yeah. the football season gets here, we'll figure out at that point in time who who Coach Harson choose to be his quarterback. So. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just going to have to be patient with this. I will say this, though. A-Day, everybody's going to show up and want to see, like, oh, who's doing such a – A-Day is very vanilla. So don't get your hopes and wings up when you show mm-hmm. up at A-Day right. and say, oh, man, he threw this route so good. He threw this route. Yes, yes, you can do that when nobody's blitzing. No one's coming at you mm-hmm. right down the barrel. It hit you right in the mouth. you got to stand in the pocket and deliver a throw. So we won't see that really until the season start. And I honestly, my gut opinion is – the the two older guys going to get the first opportunity first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if it doesn't transition well, and then we'll start to see one of them make a decision with the younger guys. But I expect for them to, uh, to, to have this in the papers each and every day, because everyone's going to be calculating everybody's throw, of how course. many completions this person got, how many, you know, interceptions this kid threw. So understand that everyone is not going against the first team defense either. So, it's hard to calculate that. Don't don't calculate until you put the start the quarterback against the star defense, each one of them, yeah. and let them see how they do. One hundred percent. I mean, 
lest we not forget last spring ball spring game a day we saw Demetrius Davis play and everyone was hype about man this guy actually does have an arm on him and blah 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 and then we never saw him the entirety of the season so a day is just its own kind of thing it's just a taste it really is for the fans um and and take what little you want to from it but it's definitely not law um a few other names that harson made sure to call out when speaking with the media um i already said that the guys off the edge shedrick jackson at receiver um and then defensive backs caleb wooden has gotten a lot of attention already he's an early enrollee and he's the younger brother of defensive lineman colby wooden so uh, keeping it in the family but certainly adapting well and making a solid first impression that harson has made sure to acknowledge as well as donovan kaufman who has been with us but um those are some guys that have gotten some praise already and obviously we'll continue to keep our eye on it and take what we can away from it nonetheless spring will continue again a day will be april 9th if you're contemplating going i would highly recommend because even though you aren't going to see exactly what this team is it's still fun to go watch i even think i think there are certain positions that you can learn more about during spring game than everybody i don't think that you necessarily should evaluate the team as a whole, but I think there are some positions and some individuals that you can get a good gauge on. Like I remember a few years ago, there was a, there were several massive completions to Seth Williams and he had kind of been under the radar and that spring game, everybody went ahead and decided like, this is going to be our top target. And this is going to be a deep threat for everyone to to pay attention to and it was so I think that there are certain positions that it will translate so maybe pay attention more individually than you know unit and team and scheme because those things are pretty watered down would that be accurate yeah it's accurate the one thing you can you can notice is when you talk about spring ball is if you watch 707 you can kind of judge the quarterback's decision making Mm -hmm. uh you know if he's a guy that's going to take chances or he's a guy that you know, you see the defense got it covered. He can check the ball down and keep the keep the offense on schedule. Just things like that. Because at this standpoint, you don't have a pass rush. So now it's all about yeah. your decision making and your placement of the ball, your accuracy. So you can notice those things. From a receiver standpoint, yes, you can notice the route running. Uh, you know, how to get open, how to yep. versus press man or how to versus off coverage. So those are things that you can also see. That's what we saw from Seth a few years ago. Um, so, yes, I think this is a very important spring uh, for guys to come in at that receiver position that if you really want to see the quarterback and receiver, that's the time to do it is doing the seven on seven drills. Yeah. Good to know. Well, we will certainly keep an eye on it as well as we get closer and closer to A-Day. But for several Tigers, they are getting closer and closer to their potential future at the next level as Auburn held the annual Pro Day actually yesterday. 12 former Tigers participating. All but one NFL team had reps in attendance. There were also reps from the XFL and the CFL. So the 12 guys that participated, obviously Roger McCreary, Smoke Monday, Zacoby McLean, Chandler Wooten, TD Moultrie, Brodarius Ham, Tony Fair, Demetrius Robertson, Bedarius Knighton, Devin Juice. Is that how you pronounce his name? <laughs> I think so. It I'm starts not. with a G. So it always confuses. Is it Geis or is it Juice? I think it's Anything. Geis. Okay. Devin Geis. 
apologies, Aiden Marshall and Clark Smith. Um, they participated in the 40, the broad jump, bench press, vertical leap, as well as cone drills and position specific drills. So Jay, you actually talked a little bit about pro day last week when we were talking about the NFL draft and, and kind of the differences between the two, the importance of them. I think it's great that you, you get the opportunity to do this in an environment where you're super comfortable, right? I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. where you've kind of made your mark and developed your style of play and you get to show people um, that side of you and that version. I have to imagine it's a, a bit more comfortable, but what else transpires? Do they get the opportunity to, to talk with them like they do at the draft? How does that work? Yeah, I'll tell you what the pro day is definitely like this is your your final exam before you go into the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've gone to the to the senior bowl if you had a chance to do that. You played in a couple all star games, or if you've gone to Indianapolis, you've you've done the combine. But this is your last like opportunity to like impress uh, another team. And there are there is another opportunity I would say after this. So on your pro day, you it's your backyard. So this is where you practice at. This is your familiarity with the, you know, routes that you want your receivers to yeah. run. If you're a quarterback, uh, like knowing your football field is pretty much what it is. And you put on a show for people that you want to show them why, why they should draft you. And then, yes, you do go to the film room. They do take a few guys up that they want to maybe talk to, put them on the board, see what they know from a football perspective, um, you know, watch some film with them, ask some questions, get to know a little bit more about them. You know, it's, a, it's still an interview process. So, yeah. And then not only just during during that day, teams are allowed to come back and talk to you again. And certain teams can fly you in and say, we want to do a personal workout with you. That started changing a little bit after us where teams can say, hey, we want you to fly in this Tuesday. We want you to work out for, you know, work out in front of the GM and the owner and everything. They can do that. So this is like getting down to the, to, this is like the last resort. It's like this week, for pro day and then you have other teams that still have some pro days going on, but then they get one more opportunity if they project to be a high pit that they want to see you work out again. But other than that though, this is pretty much it. You'll find an exam and uh, you just wait and see what happens on draft day, but it's an exciting time. Uh, it's a great time and, mm-hmm. you know, and for these guys and they've earned the right to have a chance to, to be drafted and, you know, we wish them the best and everything, but no matter where you're drafted at, if you just get the opportunity to put a helmet on the National Football exactly. League and get to get to training camp, you have an opportunity to make the roster. Right. And look, it, we've talked often just about what it means to be Auburn built and bred, right? So many of your former teammates or, or other former Auburn players who have come on here who also played in the league, whenever I ask them, how did Auburn prepare you for that next level? They always say it goes back to the hard work. It goes back to the foundation of the effort that you put in to get a chance to play on a level like the SEC and how well it translates for guys in the league. If you go about your business the right way, like we also talk about often, and you're, you're doing it for the right reasons, you have the right people around you and you carry the lessons that you took from having to work hard and earn everything that you got on the college level. It serves you well at the next level. So for all of these guys, whether they hear their names called come draft day, or they get a call to, to join a practice squad, or maybe it is the XFL 
and CFL that then builds them to that next step. Like you, you just continue to implement what you've taken from your time at Auburn. And I think it bodes well for everybody. So certainly wishing all of those goes, those guys. Well, no surprise that, you know, a lot of the reports coming out were that Roger McCreary really impressed. That was also, you know, the feedback coming out of the draft. He was the most talked about out of him, smoke and Zacoby. So um, he's continuing to really get positive reinforcement and, and see hopefully his draft stock rise, which is, which is great. So looking forward to seeing that next generation uh, get their, get their place at the next level, which will be awesome. Um, but let's go ahead and transition to basketball. I'm sure majority of our listeners are, are ready to talk about that as well, because the tournament, it gets going this weekend, crazy enough. Unfortunately, the Tigers were not able to close out SEC play with a championship. They actually fell in their first game in the SEC tournament to Texas A&M, who, look, really went on a run in the tournament. I felt better about it seeing them in the final, you know what I mean? Because (laughs) when it first happened, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. But to see that they really just caught fire in that tournament. And what did we say last week? That this tournament had way too like few discrepancies between this team it these teams it felt like there was going to be chaos i was hopeful we wouldn't have been a part of it but nonetheless texas a&m was able to go on a run compete against tennessee in the final obviously tennessee coming away with the win but um yeah i mean it took there was there was a bit of a comeback for us in that game this is not a team that necessarily gives up there's just been a bit of an offensive slump. And I think that you do look at some of the the fall off at the end of season and you do kind of pin it on lack of scoring really. And so I think when we start the tournament, you and I were talking before we started recording, it, it really is dependent on which version of this team shows up. If this is the team that we had during a 19 game winning streak in February that just found a way and had this spark and this energy and this confidence that translated to sound play, then this is a very different, you know, path that we're going to have. But if it's the team that we've been sending, seeing here to close out the season, I'm quite nervous. Three of the past six games, we've been held to just 62 points and we lost all three. So if we're unable to really get that offensive swag for lack of a better word going again uh, this could be a very short tournament so it's really dependent on which version we see we we go in as the number two seed in the midwest region opening up with jacksonville state on friday we'll be playing in greenville um none of these teams you you want to look past in basketball the reality is anybody can pull anything off at any point Um, But I think when you're just evaluating this Auburn team and what they're capable of doing in this tournament, there are two extremes and it's dependent on which version of us shows up when you evaluate the past couple months. Yeah. When I watch our basketball team, a lot of, a lot of it comes to me as, as this, are we fatigued? Yeah. And, and what I mean by that is every time when you're ranked number one or you're ranked number two and you're up there for a while, everyone gives you their best shot and and emotionally you have to always be on the emotional high because you're taught to be elite you have to go out and play elite mm-hmm. every game because because of that and i just wonder how much of it is start to set in towards the end of the season sure. that's because of fatigue when you look at katie johnson like we love katie 
Yeah. But, you know, he went 0 for like, what, 15 and and everything in, in the game against Texas A&M. And, and it was just like, and he's one of those guys that kind of steps up when games are on the line. Like, he gives you those big play moments. You know, he make a go in there and he'll bang with somebody and get a layup and, and get an and one, go to the free throw line. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're not seeing that. And then, you know, you know, Green got got hot late in the game and pretty much a lot of reason why the game ended up being close as it was because some of those threes that he got hot and hit from long range. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that's our basketball team. Like if we're hitting those shots and we're playing run and shoot and we're hot, we're the hardest team in America to beat. Exactly. Our problem is when we're not hitting those outside shots like we were against Texas A&M early in the game, we don't know how to just say, okay, let's slow it down. Let's work the ball inside. Let's try to get to the free throw line. And when we get to the free throw line, we need to hit them because mm-hmm. we missed a lot of free throws early in that game too that could have helped out. And But you got to work that ball inside. And then if they go down a double, then you can kick it out and maybe hit an outside shot. But, but when you're struggling from outside, we got to learn to just say, okay, guys, Let's work the ball around, get the ball inside, see if we can get an easy basket and get ourselves back into the flow of the game. Because I you totally can't just agree. keep running and shooting if you're missing because now you can shoot yourself out of the game. Then you look up, you're down 20 points like we yep. were against Texas A&M. Now you got to fight so hard to get back. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we fought like crazy to get back and made it very interesting at the end of the game. But it was a little bit too late because yeah. we let it get too far out of hand in the middle of it. Well, and basketball has such an ability to kind of swing momentum one way. And you don't, especially in the tournament, you don't want to have given any sort of momentum to your opponent down the stretch. I think so many times when we were able to overcome a situation like that, it was when we were at home, Jay. I mean, this was a this was a team that fed off a very impressive home court advantage in the basketball season. And yes, I'm sure we will have fans that travel and we will have a presence at all of these games, but you want to make sure you don't put yourself in those situations because you may not have those intangibles that showed themselves in the regular season that got you to the point that you were. So I certainly agree. I mean, look, it's, it's, we have the makings, right? I mean, this, this team, this coach, this year, it's been special. You don't take that away just because, you know, you didn't end the season exactly the way you started it or certainly built to in the middle. Um, but there are absolute weaknesses that I think have shown themselves here at the end. And can those just be fixed and, and the, you know, the pendulum swing back our way in time for the tournament? We'll, we'll certainly find out. But looking at the opponent that we're going to face to start things off, Jacksonville State, who won the Atlantic Sun regular season title. They're really a three-point team. They're shooting 38.8% from distance, which is the sixth best in the NCAA. Now, they do have struggles at the foul line, certainly not a strength of theirs, and they also are not much of a press defense. They don't really force as many turnovers, so um, definitely an area that we could certainly utilize. They only played one SEC team during the regular season. That was Alabama. They only lost by five, but still. Um, their top player is Darian Adams. He's a 6'3". I believe he's a senior. Um, he's definitely their top player. He has hit 233 points in his career. So definitely a threat from the arc. He's actually a transfer from Troy. Um, so definitely one to watch out for. But when you look at the structure of this bracket and our path, 
while challenging, it is definitely more favorable than what we had to go through in 19. I mean, our path in 19 was the hardest. We, we had to face Kentucky, UNC, Kansas powerhouses in college basketball to get to the final four. So when you compare that, this one looks to be more favorable. It, it looks to be more doable, but again, dependent on which version of this team shows up. So if we are able to take care of the Jacksonville State game and move on, we likely would see either USC or Miami at the next round. In that one, um, which one of those do you do you think we'll likely face? Which one would you um, maybe see as more of a threat? Well, you talk about basketball. First, the Jacksonville State game. This is an in-state game for them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember a few years ago, we played them in football and it took us to overtime yep. before so we had to beat them. So our guys got to know that you're going to get a little bit more than just their best. You're going to get their absolutely loose balls, all out effort mm-hmm. when balls are going everywhere. They trying to go get them because this is one of the bigger schools in the state of Alabama. And this is one considered one of the smaller schools, mm-hmm. but they looking up like we trying to knock off big brother. So our guys make sure, got to make sure that Friday is an early game. So you got to get up early Mm -hmm. and you got to get your mind right and be prepared when you step off that bus that it's time to play. Because I feel like in a Texas A&M game, it was an early game. We had the crowd there, Taylor. We had more fans probably out of the whole SEC that bought tickets. Yeah. And it still seemed like we slept walk into that game. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to the NCAA tournament, like you see it every year. So hopefully our guys are prepared mentally. And I, I just hope this, that they're just, that they've got a chance now to regain their energy back yeah, and regain their focus because they got knocked off early in the SEC tournament. Now they hadn't had to play a game Saturday or Sunday. So now you had a oh, time to get yourselves back refocused and back energized. And hopefully this puts on a good run for the tournament. Like you said, our next game we get past Jacksonville State is USC or Miami. Miami almost knocked off Duke twice. I think Miami's a bit yeah. underrated, personally. Yeah, they are very underrated. I yeah. watched them play Duke in the uh, in the ACC tournament. They yeah. had them. Yeah. And 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 the fact that you look at USC, I saw USC play Arizona this year. I saw USC play UCLA this year. Mm-hmm. They are a very good basketball team, yeah. and they're long. They're athletic. And we're long and athletic. They match up well with us. Mm-hmm. But I think where we can beat them at is from, from our guard play and our effort. Um, but just like 2019, it's still no easy road to the tournament into the no. final four because to get there, we still gonna have to beat Wisconsin. We still gonna have to beat in Arizona. We still gonna have to beat uh Kansas. Yeah. Like those are teams that you just going to have to beat to get there because we have to face those teams because we end up being a two seed and not a one seed. The only thing about the Texas A&M loss that bites a little bit more is the fact that it was a, it was a chance there to steal one of those number one seeds Mm -hmm. and it makes your road a little bit easier than what it is right now. But that's the biggest takeaway from that game is that it cost us a one seed in the tournament. But our guys, if they can play like they did starting the season off and play like they did, at home, you made a key point. At home, we are like a different basketball team. Mm-hmm. And we pick up now and turn the tournament up in Greensville. And if we get to Chicago, can we turn these places into a home where it feels like home for us? Because right. mentally, nobody, everybody comes to Auburn 
they can get up 11 points and we come out, we beat them by 10 or 15 points yep. because we don't stop. And whatever reason it is on the road, whether it's communication or whether it's, you know, I got to take the game over. This person got to take the game over instead of just, yeah, let's play ball together. It doesn't matter right. who gets the accolades. It's all about right now. It's all about pro uh, advancing in the tournament to try to get to the ultimate goal, which is bring a national championship to Auburn basketball. Exactly. That has to be at the forefront of everyone's mind, because if that is, then you play as a team, you play as a program. It's, it's not any of the individual things that we really touched on last week as well. Okay. So Jay and I are going to keep track of our brackets each week. We'll give updates on how we're faring, but we'll just go ahead and put it out there. Who do you have winning the whole thing? Eh, eh. Eh, eh, eh. Uh, well, all right, put it this way. Both of us want Auburn to win a national championship. Of course. Now, outside of Auburn, if Auburn wasn't to win a national championship, who do I think bring homes the title? Uh, I would probably go with Gonzaga. Okay. Just because they have been the most consistent basketball team Correct. all year. Uh, but that being said, they haven't played the toughest schedule True. as most teams has all year. So in Arizona is right there. So it's between those two. If I had to go head to head, I would take Gonzaga. And this is why it's going to be really interesting because we both filled out our brackets and I have the exact same championship, Gonzaga, Arizona. I thought the same thing. Gonzaga has been the most consistent team, but I'm picking Arizona to win it all. So if our championship prediction is right, we will go head to head. One of us will come out victorious and that'll be super fun. So we didn't even try and make it that way, but that's how it exactly. shaped up. And I would squash all of it because. I ultimately have Auburn going all the way to the final four. Ooh, so in my yeah. bracket and look, I hope we're both I, wrong. And right. I, no, no, I want to pick, I want to pick Auburn, but sometimes when you do that, it's almost like, you know, you know how jinx. people say, right. Don't jinx your own school. Exactly. So I don't want to, I don't want to jinx the school. So I'm with you. I'm with I just you. Decided, I said, I got us going to the final four. That's it. Okay. I really don't want to pick after that because I don't want to jinx us. Totally. Totally. You know, so, I feel you on that. Yeah, I hope so that we're both it. wrong and we head to Auburn for a national championship celebration and both of our brackets suck. That's what I hope. Right. So uh, listen, but certainly no. sets us up <laughs> for a super fun weekend, a super fun tournament, of course. Um, before we close this out, one more thing. I just want to remind everyone that the SEC Gymnastics Championship is happening this weekend in Birmingham. If you're in Alabama, unable to go to Greenville, head to Birmingham and support the team. We're going to be competing in the night session, session two at seven o'clock. We are the number three seed, which is fantastic. So best of luck to our gymnastics team as they begin their postseason run. But that is going to do it for us this week on Believe in Everything Auburn. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. As always, subscribe if you haven't already. You'll get a notification when we release an episode. Can't wait to break down all the basketball action with you guys next week. Hopefully, Auburn will have advanced and we'll have plenty to talk about. So keep it locked. Make sure you listen every episode and follow along as we continue through this year. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until we talk again. War Eagle. War Eagle. Good luck to the guys. Go get them. All right. Go get them. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.